On today's episode of No Days Off, we are joined by a very special guest. It is Stand Up Saturday. Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy some laughs. I mean, what else do you dude, need? Dude, that's an awesome what, intro. What else do you Holy need, dude? crap. What else do you need, if ladies and gentlemen? that doesn't get you going, I don't know what will. Welcome back to another episode of No Days Off. It's Stand Up Saturday. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts, to be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined today by a very special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Nick Miller. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we have a live studio wow. audience applauding Nick Miller wow. right wow. Thank that was a quick, wow, dude. quick applause, audience, but man. but good applause. Thank you, sir. Nick. Well, Nick welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, it's a it's an honor to be here. Um, heard so much about you guys. <laughs> I don't know and, what to do with uh, my hands. Success, and uh, definitely definitely excited to um, to to experience the podcast life with you. Oh, dude, podcast honor, magic, man. dude! Podcast magic. Everybody have a good day today. Busy, dude. What's your day today? Busy, bouncing, just bunch of stuff, bunch of priorities, bunch of tasks. I'm a big like crossing stuff off of a to do list kind of guy, so that feels so good. Dude. You yeah, have you a to do list, you cross stuff out. I don't know if ah, like, there's there's plenty several things, but it's like crack. That feels pretty good, dude. It feels pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. How was your day, Nick? Um, well, I do what I love every day. Yeah, you do. So I uh, I started my day. I met up uh, with a coworker. I, I, I was able to uh, obtain Christmas tins oh. with, with uh, the company logo and uh, and have breakfast at a, a local place called Skillets. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, decided Shout to get, out. I decided to get oatmeal with cinnamon apple instead of something not as healthy, you know, because <laughs> I'm trying to make better decisions. And then uh, I went and delivered um, Christmas tins to offices. Oh, and dude, then, fuck uh, yeah. That's took sick, a client dude. out to a, a Mexican restaurant, and now I get to hang out with you guys before I go work out this afternoon. Dude, Happy what yeah, a man. great day, See man. you there. See you there. What Happy a great Friday. day. How about you, Zach? It was a good day, man. Good day. Good morning. Busy morning. Um, got a lot of stuff done. Rope climbs. What a day, dude. Mm. Can't wait to climb some ropes later on. What was funny, you were mentioning breakfast yesterday. JD and I went out to breakfast at Skinny Dogs yesterday in Gateway, mm. and... Uh, we were just chilling. And I was talking to Zeke and Deidre about this the other day, just about skinny dogs. Like they're like, now we've never been. And I'm like, what dude, you guys are like gateway city. Like they are, they are gateway Deidre and Zeke. And then me and JD are just chilling. Then I see the beautiful blue Silverado pulling in. I see Deidre Ooh, and Zeke. Dude. Like he gets out of the car. I'm just standing in the window, like arms crossed, like shaking my head. Just like, I am watching you. And oh, Zeke just man. laughs his ass off. But then they get get in the car and leave. Why? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought I thought it was something me or JD did. Like, they're like, oh fuck these losers. I don't want to sit with. Maybe them. they just want to see the location they've been there before. No, no, no. So I guess Mordecai 
took a peepee in his pants. Oh, like shit. Like through dude. his pants. So we've all been there, man. Hey, Mordecai, when you listen to this in 10 years, dude, sorry, but it's all good. Blew you in, brother. Blew you. We've all been there. It happens. So, w- one thing I got to ask you, dude, like I- I'm coming up on fatherhood in a few oh, months yeah, here. Yeah. A few months here. Going dude. right into the topic. R- right into here, dude. What What are your thoughts? What What advice would you give me, like right from the get go about the early stages? Because I know you got three of all different all different stages and ages. Look at me rhyming all the time. And mm. What would you give, Nick? What kind of advice would you give to this guy? Uh, well, um, yeah, it's, t- it's tough being a dad. Um, you know, we're, we're at a cool place in time right now um, where it's like 50-50, you know? So I used to grow up watching movies where it's like the mom stayed home. Oh, yeah. Dad provider. Dad, you know, puts his feet up, has a paper in the chair he like smokes a pipe <laughs> and, yeah. and has like paper. some kind of bourbon in a cup next to his end table and you, you leave him alone at night because he had a stressful day and now it's like dude w- women do so much um mm-hmm. like my wife works full-time i work full-time and so when you get home you can't very well say well i worked hard so you you take care <laughs> yeah you handle it and so uh it becomes interesting because it's always a challenge and uh, it's just remembering to to put the effort forth. And and people always say, like, you have, like, your first 12 years with your kids that you have to make an impact. So I try to remember that sometimes because it's real easy when you get home to just want to decompress. Yes. Stress is a real thing. Uh, you got tasks you're thinking about for the next day. You want to write them down. You don't want to forget them. You, you got stuff you need to communicate. And so it's it's always important to just remind yourself when your kids approach you to to really stop and say okay let me you know take a deep breath get out of my own head pay attention to this small human i made for sure like like give them all the attention for the moment and and that's a, that's going to be a daily struggle like it seems like oh of course you're just going to naturally want to always pick them up and do the thing but i'll tell you like you're you're trying to do meal prep you're trying to do dinner you're trying to go to the gym uh, it, it can be very difficult to to always be super present, but it's important. I mean, even uh, even you know, I, I talked to our friends that just had new like a new baby maybe five months ago. They're doing like flashcards with the baby. I'm thinking Son, already. How are you doing flashcards with the baby? But I'm like, you know what? Genius. Like everybody has like their own. You know, some people are on feeding schedules. I talked mm-hmm. to another buddy. He's like, oh yeah, I'm on this feeding schedule. You know, my wife, she always did like feeding. So I, n- I never really had to grab a bottle, but yeah, I mean, that's like everyone's option too. Right. So if you, if you have a career woman and she's getting back to her career and Hey bud, it's bottle time, you know, now you got to figure out how to do a bottle. Now you got to figure out how about, we had, um, our friends, uh, the Boons, they, they have two daughters that, that watch our kids and I'm like, <laughs> all right, so you put this in this thing, you heat it. And then, uh, they're like, are you sure? And uh, I can see him saying this. And my wife is like, did he just tell you to put the bag in the thing? No, you put the bottle in the thing and you do. I'm like, you know, I got to be honest, girls. I, I don't even know how to warm up. Oh, dude, I love it. <laughs> like man. three kids. Yeah. In, like no clue. Dude, I love it. And with those three kids before I, Jake, yeah. I don't want to take all the questions. Oh, no, no, that's good. I just feel like I'm on a roll right now. Dude, if you're on a roll, question. take it, dude. Get some butter. Ooh, you like that's a good one. Like that. Hey, stand up Saturday, man. What can I say? I mean, we've talked about it before. Like you just had, you just had your son, but before your son, you had two, two daughters. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're not going to say their names on 
air on, on live air. Yeah, I don't mind psychos. But at the same time, because uh, <laughs> psychos, you told me one time before you're like, dude, honestly, if I did not have my son, I would have been completely content with my life. Oh, like yeah. guys sometimes get, and I was this way. I think um, before you know, Kelly and I found out we were having a boy. Like you get so wrapped up sometimes, like oh, I need a son, I need a son, I need a son. But you were telling me that you are just incredibly happy with your girls. They're just like they're just incredible. They're incredible girls. They've obviously been around the gym a ton, um, and I can mm. speak to that. They're just so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them are just incredible girls. So can mm-hmm. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So so that's like yeah, all of us have our own home lives, and so I grew up. I have a younger sister. And so like in your head, it's hard to imagine like what your family would be like someday. So sometimes you just imagine like, well, what did I have? And you kind of project that, right? You're like, oh yeah. So I'll have a a boy. He'll be older. I'll have a girl. She'll be younger. We'll probably have two kids. Yeah. And then it's just like, you end up having a a girl first and uh, you go, oh man, you know, like, I guess we're not doing football or baseball. What are we doing then? You know, we doing dance. Are we doing Soccer, soccer, what's our, you know, what's our play now? And so, um, it's interesting, but like, I always know as a boy, I always like, you know, liked hanging out, doing, go fishing or do stuff with, you know, my dad when I was a little kid. And so I never really understood like what little girls, you know, like what, what's their interaction with their dad. And I'm telling you, dude, they freaking love you. Like you're like, I could see that you're the best. They want to do cuddles. They want to snuggle. They want to, can dad watch me dance? Dad, check out my science project. Dad, I did my numbers and letters. And like, they're so happy for, uh, like positive affirmation. Yeah. You know? And, and I've always heard that growing up. Like it's real important as well. If, if you're going to be a dad and whether or not you have, you know, boys or girls, but to give that affirmation to your kid, because we're all looking for affirmation. So it's better you give affirmation to your kids than have your kids get affirmation from their friends, get affirmation from other adults that might not have their best interest in mind. So like you being that person for them that they're, you know, you're, you're reaffirming their self-esteem and their self-confidence, their self-worth. And then while that's happening, you know, you're, you're being enriched by them. Love it, dude. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Love it. Dude, um, yeah, it's funny you say that because I I think that I, I initially maybe wanted like a boy if I were to have kids, but dude, I, I was I was dating a woman before and she had two girls. And just the right way there. that girls connect with that male role model figure, it's amazing, dude. They're just so they're just so sweet. Now I like don't want to have a boy because I'm like I don't want him to turn into a douche. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> that's what I fear. The biggest thing that I fear is like I'd have a boy and he'd be a friggin' douche, or you would have a boy and he'd be a douche. Like not to say that, not that that would ever happen. No, no, I know. But you I mean, just though. I hate that like notion that they would wind up to be like a punk ass that's or like so some type of dick. And I just I would hate that. So I feel like those girls are just so much so much sweeter. So that's at least what i don't know if that's really a question but no that's legit my my son looks just like me and i'm like literally like i'm like god please don't let this kid come out like me please like (laughs) just let him be a good kid identical to you. give him like a a good like oh my goodness dude Dude, literally that's awesome i do have a clip that is is focused on this that i'd like to play it's about you know fatherhood and children and raising kids it's louis ck love it so let me hit it. Hold on one second. I got to do talk. Give me, give your Nick one more second. I got to adjust my sound from the other day. Hey man. Feel. Totally. Okay. We're just going to keep rolling with it, Jake, while you figure out, out the technical difficulties. How go. long have you been? Oh, 
Let me see. Never mind. Cool. Here we go. I hate Clifford the Big Red Dog. So this is about Clifford the Big Red Dog book. Have you ever heard it? Okay. This is about Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's about children's books. Here we go. I hate Clifford the Big Red Dog. I hate him. There's 50 books about Clifford the Big Red Dog. 50 books. There's seven books about Narnia that cover the birth and death of a nation and mice with swords and a lion who's a god. They did it in seven books. 50 books about Clifford, the big red dog. And they all tell the exact same story. Look how big this dog is. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Look how big this dog is. It's the whole book. Here's how big he was at the firehouse. <laughs> Here's how big he was at Thanksgiving. Who gives a shit? You just drew him big. <laughs> you just on purpose made him bigger than people. It should be, look how big I drew the dog in this book. Isn't that a mistake? There's no story. You maybe even just drew him closer to the page. I don't even know if you did it honestly. <laughs> Tell a story about Clifford. Make something happen where maybe he steps on a policeman and shatters his <laughs> spine and it's devastating to the community. He hangs on for two months and then dies. Mm. And there's a whole, you know, funeral with bagpipes and everybody's crying. And Clifford gets the death penalty and they... <laughs> he, there's a whole book about his appeal process and how <laughs> he found Jesus, but everybody said it was bullshit. And, uh. The cop's wife was like, I want that dog dead! <laughs> and then he goes to the chair and they shave all his red fur off and now he's Clifford the big pink dog. <laughs> and they put him on a big funny electric chair that the town got together and built. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's funny. God, that's dude. a little clip from Lucy. Yeah, that's funny. Do you guys do these a lot? Oh the, yeah. The funny clips? Always. Oh yeah. Dude, always. We'll loop them in for our stand-up Saturday. We bring in clips and stuff. If the conversation calls for it, this is a nice segue because we were talking about kids and that stuff. That was hilarious. So it was I good. Love, it's just, I mean, because we were, I mean, you can't obviously see it on if you're listening to the audio version of this. What's up, podcast? How you doing? Um, but at the same time, there Jake had a YouTube video of it literally with like cartoons of all the stuff that was going on. I don't know who made that. But I don't that know, dude. Some kids, hilarious. It's a final project for some kids like class or something like that. It's an animated thing of that bit. So it was a comedy bit, Louis C.K.'s audio, but he drew this other animation to go along with the comedy school project, Hilarious. which is sick. Holy I mean, shit. talk about like, you know, cool stuff that technology can do these days. But I was a big Clifford the Big Red Dog fan. I was a big like children's books in general, man. Still. Yeah. What's them bears? Them Berenstein bears, dude? I remember they had a Berenstein Little bears bear? thing where they uh, went to like a, a race car thing and it was so like animated. There was all the race cars and they, I liked another book where it was the fish scales, the shiny fish scales. You ever see that oh, one? Rainbow fish. Rainbow fish. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Dude, come on. When I was a camp counselor, when I was like out of college, you know, come back from college, I had five and six year old kids yep. and we would bring our old books, children's books and read them during lunchtime. Dude, they loved it, bro. Loved, loved it. it, bro. Couldn't get enough of it. Do you what? read books with your kids, Nick? Does Sam read? Yeah. We do. What's their thoughts on them? Uh, a lot of a lot of Bernstein Bears. Yeah, uh, we read those over and over again. And uh, my kids actually are into uh, Pokemon a lot. So yes. There's, crap. there's like a level two reader uh, Pokemon books. So we're 
Dude, speaking about Pokemon, bro. Oh, man. Are we you, got a whole, like, hey, dude. I are you in a Pokemon? Out. Are you in a Pokemon? Yeah, keep talking. Are you in a Pokemon? Talk to me. I mean, so uh, my wife and I oh, both. Oh, here we go. My wife and I both have a, a Pokemon Go account. and uh, Really? And Sam does too? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then, I had uh, no idea. We, we have one for our oldest daughter. And so it's something we do as like a, like a family. Uh, we haven't done it in a little while, but we'd like go to the little, you know, turn places, the little stops and the gyms and stuff. And we do it as like a family. We get my sister and her kids and we'd, we'd all meet That's there sick, and like man. travel around and do it. It's like something to do with the kids. Just fun that they can be Who, outdoors. And, who's your favorite Pokemon? It's a tough question. Probably like a, a Scyther. Oh, good call, dude. That's yeah. such a great one, dude. Wow. Scyther. Dude. All right. Speaking about Pokemon, boys. bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant to. You know. oh, when I went God. home, I got the stuff Look from my childhood, dude. dude. I can I travel my and this is like Zach's collection. I got Zach's book right here for you. Oh. But dude, they're all in like the cards, all the holographic Look ones, it, bro. Look at there's Hold some on. Charizards and stuff. So Jake went home and got all of my Pokemon. No, cards. He, no, he I got like, mine. Oh, I got all of ours. I got mine yeah, and our yours, and I combined them. Dude. Them Look up. at those, dude. Look at those. That's mint condition. Wow. Well, it's interesting, dude, because like this is getting real into it, man. But wow. there's like first edition notorieties on them and stuff. And I was checking out all this legit no stuff. Big deal. In the bottom right, there's like a star or a diamond or a circle, depending on how valuable it is. He's coming on to the uh, fire cards, man. Oh, Charizard. Dude, Charizard Blaine, in the house. Charizard, Blaine's Arcanine. That's a sick one. Jake With champ. Jake loves. Uh, I have a, the one thing I have yeah. is admin condition Japanese Charizard, dude. I got to find mine. Fuck. You don't have one. I do have one. I'm yes, pretty I sure do. you don't have one. Yes, like you I guys do. probably have the same Blastoise one. is sick. You see, Nick's looking at Blastoise now with the cannons. I'm a sucker. Now, coming up on Christmas, Nick, like when you guys, when you guys go like Christmas shopping for the kids, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Jay, uh, I mean, your youngest son, when he like, <laughs> when you're going you can for just him. say Jay, so it's no, okay. I don't. All right, fine. No, you said it. I can it's say a it. Grown up. Yeah. Right. He's a grown up. What, what <laughs> are you guys like looking to do? Do you guys get him like one, one present? Are you like hey, this is from Santa, and then all these gifts. Because we were talking about this at the gym the other day. Mm-hmm. And parents are like, no, Santa gets them one gift, and then I want them to know, oh, like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. hey, so, we got these other ones, so mother yeah, effers. Yeah, so I always I always grew up, and Santa always gave, like, the big gift. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but I, I listened to other young parents, and they were like, nope. Like, Santa gives, like, socks. Santa gives no underwear. Chance, no. Like, Santa doesn't give anything... Um, like real exciting. And so Sam and I, we were like, what are, what are we going to do with Santa? And so we always made Santa do like a Barbie. Okay. Like, like, and the Barbie's like not wrapped. Maybe the Barbie is like somehow like wedged in the tree or something like oh, okay. different from all the other gifts. So it's like, mm. you know, you get, you get a little something from Santa, but just remember, um, you know, mom, mom and dad, you know, they got you. You, you gotta got to listen to us uh, 12 months a year. Interesting, dude. You know, Santa's, he's the, we might be able to threaten you with Santa for like a month or two, but 12 months a year, you got to be good. To I like that. Does I the like Santa that. threats work when you're, as an example, and you're like, Santa's watching, Santa's watching. It did for me. Uh, not as much Santa. I mean, so we also have like an elf on the shelf. Yeah, I hear oh, a lot yeah. about that. Um, Jake I was think, talking about that last week. I think her name is like... Uh, Holly Peppermint or something, our yeah. our elf, and so um, we we try to say the elf is watching. I I don't know. At, at some point, it's as a parent, it's just good to say, hey, by the way, 
Uh, you're probably going to get nine gifts. If you keep acting naughty, you're probably going to have eight. So let's just All see right. how that works. Even and then better. We'll, oh, you know, snap. I can easily do the countdown. And there's, you know, a little girl in a country without a gift. So I'm sure she'll be happy about, so that, you know, having one. Yeah, dude. Wow. That was the thing my mom always used to do. Like, we'd be that's, like. That's effective, I feel like. No, because that's the shit mom would say. She would be like, there's, there's kids starving in Africa who would die for this food. Like, if we didn't like something. And I'd be Maybe. like, yeah, but. I don't. I, do. I don't want the crust on my peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, something wow. stupid like so, that. So how you went? That's, that's how, how you yeah. did your mom. Yeah. Huh? No, peanut I'm joking. I feel so bad, dude, about that stuff. But it was I remember. Just, it, can I say mom, something really bad? Oh, I remember when she would say that stuff, and like I would split. I didn't like spinach or whatever it was. She was like some dumb. I'd like spit into a napkin and then fold it off, and she'd say that stuff and be. I'd go in my head. The kids in Africa. The kids, in, and then I'd like open the trash can and slam it in there and be like, "All right, then they can have it now." As I oh threw it in. Oh my god, that's so wow. bad, dude. That's oh my so god, bad. we just got canceled. We just oh got my canceled. Fucking god, we just got canceled, you dude, idiot. Is that when you were back you in Buffalo? Idiot. That was like when we were kids and stuff. No, no, it's just that was literally like, two weeks ago. Two weeks it's just ago, like we were back, back home. It was just that? such Mom a like brain stop, but it like I don't know. It's just I know that's super bad to say, but it was like the little kid like rationalizing thing and reasoning things in their head about that's stuff. fucking terrible dude all right i've been kicked off this dude, show everybody it's been nice uh, having how you. many listeners holy fuck i'm so embarrassed ladies and gentlemen if you're still tuned into the podcast subscribe and download this is going to become the zach and nick miller show probably yeah. will dude. No, I'm wow. just probably will. a lot of pressure so now getting to like business dude because like when i think about someone who um knows businesses or would start businesses and everything like that um you're one of the dudes that comes right to the forefront of both of our minds, I would say. Obviously, just like giving us great advice. I'd say we talk like almost every day for an extended period of time about, mm-hmm. hey, what can you do to be better? Whether it's in your business, just in your life, in your in your workplace, whatever it is, dude. But like what gives you, like what in your brain was the motivation when you started the business? Like what was your motivation to get your own business like up yeah. off the ground, man? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so yeah, I have had, you know, bunch of jobs um, in my 20s and uh, one of the jobs I I was working in purchasing and I just felt like I was going above and beyond at this job for you know quite a while and and taking on additional responsibilities and wanting to move up and I had gotten like passed up on a promotion Mm. and so I was like you know what I can do this uh I would never recommend anyone just do that. Um, I, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to do this. And it's so funny because uh, we had just found out Sam was pregnant with our uh, second kid. Mm-hmm. And so we have one kid. My wife has a great um, stable income. She's always been like a rock and uh, and real good for our family as far as like you know, she's been at the same job for like 13 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super like highest up, you know, sh- you can be for someone working there. She, you know, could be owning it uh, maybe someday. And so all this opportunity and upside. And so I'm like, you know what? We're at a good place in, in our life financially. We can make this happen. Like, I'm just going to go start my own company. Never do that. <laughs> I did that. Um, <laughs> And I'm like, advice. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) great start. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. So I just hit the ground running and just started my own company and did it. And, um, it was terrible. It was terrible. Mm. Uh, it was really hard. Uh, it was really tough. My wife, I remember her telling me after like, uh, she's like, we're getting ready to have this kid. You better get some money coming in, you know, or you're going to have to go get another job. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. And, uh, after like six months, 
everything I had, I kept like investing back in. Yeah. So we didn't have anything and she was getting ready to have our, our first daughter or second daughter. So I ended up driving to Orlando. I lived there for a whole month, like in a hotel room doing like seasonal work after a storm. And it was terrible. And like after a while I started to get stuff coming in and ended up building a cool company. But I mean, wow. If you don't have like, like I didn't go to college for business I wasn't like a um, under an entrepreneurial guy. All my jobs were more like corporate and yeah. bigger business. And so nobody was ever like telling me, hey, this is how you start a company. Hey, this is how you start a company. I had self-employed parents and, and stuff like that. So I, I kind of seen like, oh, you have to work a little harder if it's yours and stuff. But nobody was like, this is how you do it. This is how you budget. This is how you reserve. This is how you uh, handle profit. This is how you handle multiple bank accounts. This is how you schedule guys. This is how you have employees, taxes, mm-hmm. you know, a, a working office space, a lease, you know, work vehicles. What about your insurances? Like, yeah. how, how do you handle contracts, marketing, new customers, management, all that stuff? It's like, you know, I think it, it, I didn't get a promotion, so I could definitely do this better than you what the heck does that mean? Like, you just sound like an idiot. Like, so I look back and I'm like, gosh, I wish I had like half of a brain to, uh, to just take my time and do it right. But those are good lessons, dude. And I know there's things on your horizon, but all that stuff is good. I don't think, I don't, I think some people have pride to admit that they don't know all that stuff. And so you having to learn it from scratch gives you a super, uh, good, you know, value to offer like a good value proposition offer people whether it be whatever means you know i know you want to do but that experience is awesome like there's shit that like happens in our in our stuff and that we don't know like i still am confused on stuff like that and taxes end of year and profit and all this messed up stuff and it's just not messed up stuff but all this like more complicated things and it's tough it's challenge you know to know everything yeah Yeah. right because as a small business guy like you're the guy, you're the accountant, you're the scheduler, right. you're the, the manager, you're the frigging cleanup fires guy, you're the order supplies and yeah. inventory, Emails. you're the, you know, pitching new business guy, you're everything. Tax. So it's really, calls. it's a, it's a cool challenge. It is a challenge for sure. But, um, I don't know. We're so grateful that it's worked out for you knowing that, you know, everyone starts at that hundred percent, dude. that super humble beginning. Cause we, I, I I feel like we started around the same time ish. Maybe you started before us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of from yeah. what you were Nick saying, was a little like about us. the timetable. Then with Pagey, fuck. But all right, yeah, naming all my children. Yeah, on, fucking a, dude. I was the one who was like, "Come on, bro, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, your rule. Kids Come name. on, you're canceling on me. Dude. Now where's he going to cancel on you, all right, dude? Well, guess what? This is the last episode, ladies and gentlemen. All right, yeah. it. <laughs> so no, yeah, I don't mind saying. So we, um, it's interesting as you grow. Uh, we did start around the same time, and um. You know, you go, you go as a small business owner to not knowing if you're going to make it yep. to, oh, dude. what do you, what do you view as success? Like a success sales, a success appearing large, a success profitability, a success easing of your burden as far as uh, your day-to-day life or your retirement or your kids or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we went through like a whirlwind of, you know, we, we would hire people, um, you're like investing in people. There was a yeah. time, there was a time when I was like hiring people and I'm like, okay, everybody, if you work for me, I'm going to pay for a gym membership. And I want you to go to the gym because it, it makes you feel better. If you're feeling better. You're healthy. You're going to work better. I remember doing like, uh, we'd have 
guys coming that it was like, you know, single guy mm-hmm. move down here. Maybe you're out of rehab. Maybe you're out of you yeah. know, some kind of situation. You did hard time, whatever, you know, I'm bringing you in. It's like, you know, Hey, you know what? Me and my wife are like cooking breakfast in the morning and like eggs and bacon and stuff. And, and it, it just, you, it's hard to like realize for people like, like you can't make everyone want it. Right. So it's like, Oh my goodness. We've had people like leave projects in a mess, which is, uh, you know, cost us long-term contracts. I've had, I've had someone like scrapping metal out of our company trucks when they're supposed to be working during the middle of the day. I've had a guy leave in the middle of the night with like our company credit card and like drive up, you know, to, to like 10 States North of us and just use our company card for food and gas all the way up. I've had, you know, uh, that's so crazy. It's so weird. Like, uh, I had a guy, you know, I ended up giving chest compressions on a guy who OD'd one time after he got his paycheck. And it's like, it's, it's so weird. Um, learning how to be a boss of people. Cause like, you know, me, myself, I want to invest in people. Yeah. You don't realize sometimes like, Hey, sometimes you just need to be their boss. That was like eye opening. Like, Hey, sometimes I just need to be a boss. Like what yeah. if I just need to tell you what to do and, and you, you do that. do it properly. And we just have a good, healthy work. Re- and I have that now, but it takes time. A lot of businesses don't last because some of these lessons that I, even the little ones I'm talking about are fatal for they're, sure. They're fatal. You have guys on too long. You don't have enough. Uh, any of those things can really wreck. Uh, it can it can destroy sometimes what you're what you're trying to build because you don't realize you could do you could have a contract that looks so promising, not realize it's going to cost you more in the end because you bid it incorrectly. You you weren't prepared to see all the outcome. I had yeah. a, I had a contract one time. I was so pumped about. I thought I was going to make it big. I went home. I told my wife, I'm like, we're going to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. That contract cost me like $30,000. Like you make Dang. like nothing on it, you know, cause you just don't understand until you understand. So, mm. um, it's always good to like, I would tell everybody like, try to have a business mentor. Yeah. Once I started getting a business mentor that gave me like perspective, be around other entrepreneurs for you sure. Know, they're going to push you. They're going to tell you about stuff like I'm telling you about, like having a, like, what do you do when you have an employee that ODs on you? Oh, just let me back. Well, you know, do I let this guy back? Do I tell him he can't go back until he has rehab? Like, do I tell, like, what do you, what do you tell somebody like that? How do you even handle that? You know, what about hiring people for favors? Oh man, <laughs> hire someone for a favor. And it's a, it's a, you, you gotta be real open handed with that. I've, I've had tons of people tell me, Oh, just give this guy a shot, you know? And, you know, guy wrecks your truck, guy breaks your equipment, guy shows up, doesn't show up guy. You know, I, I had someone just, you know, walking around this fancy community with million dollar homes, just got, got warm and just walking around with no shirt on, you know, just, I'm like, you know, so <laughs> like you, you like, it you makes just, you fucking shake your head, dude. Dang dude. So you, you never know, but that's another fun one. So I like uh, that dude. Let's get into another stand up clip from my boy, David. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I was at home with my son busting. He said, Dad, Dad, I need $250. He's only 12 years old, so I freaked out. What's going on, nigga? Somebody trying to kill you? <laughs> he said, no, no. Kevin Hart's coming to town, and I wanted to see his show. I said, well, how much are the tickets? He said, they're $125. I said, God damn, I only 80. <laughs> I said, well, why do you need $250 then? He goes, because I want to go with you, Dad. Please. Oh, 
and there it is. So I took him to the show. And uh, we go, we sit right up front, the lights go down, and one opening act after another goes on. Then Kevin takes the stage, crowd goes fucking nuts. Thousands of people. I was furious. <laughs> The longer the show went on, the madder I got. Because his show was fucking outstanding. It was maddening. These people were fucking holding their stomachs. My son was slapping his knee. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I do this too. <laughs> Kevin says, good night. The crowd goes crazy. And then everyone starts walking to his door and the lights come on. And then my son is just standing there looking at an empty stage. People are pushing past me and nobody's recognized me. Like, Man, this place fucking sucks. <laughs> I said, come on, son, let's get out of here. Uh. And then my son looks back at me and he says, Dad, please, please, I have to meet him. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I took him backstage. I've known Kevin for years, but can you believe I was scared to knock on his dressing room door? I almost said, I said, Son, I haven't seen him for a long time, but I... <laughs> and, and one of Kevin's goons opened the door. Hey, what's up, Dave Chappelle? What you doing, man? It's good to see you, brother. What you doing in this area? This is a terrible area. Uh, but yeah, actually, I live around here. Listen. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Kevin here. Uh, my son just wanted to meet him real quick. Well, I don't know, because Kevin's about to eat dinner. Just then, Kevin came around the corner to see who it was. What? Oh, shit. What's up, Dave? Come on back. I was just about to have dinner. I don't know if you guys ate, but you're welcome to join me if you like. And then my son pushed past me some cold shit. He goes, actually, Mr. Hart, we haven't eaten in several hours. <laughs> Fucking kids. Man, Kevin took us into his back room. This guy had a fucking spread. It was Tuesday night. This motherfucker was having Sunday dinner. It was steaks, <laughs> chops, corn with butter all over it. My son was eating all fast, embarrassed me. I was like, slow down, son. <laughs> <laughs> then I looked over in the corner and there was a, there was a box custom-made jerseys for the local team. Each one was hand-stitched, and on the back, they stitched on the K-heart on all of them. Wow. Kevin saw me staring at that box, and he went over and grabbed one of them jerseys, and he walked right to my son. He said, hey, little man, I want you to have this. And my son was like, thanks, Mr. Hart. This is when I got mad. He goes, if your father ever makes you mad, put that on, and he walked out. <laughs> What a bitch. Oh, that was some cold shit. <laughs> then I realized, I looked up what Kevin made on Google. I couldn't believe that shit. Kevin is the first comedian that a Drake song could be about. <laughs> Kevin could walk around his house and sing All Me, and the whole song would still be true. <laughs> got everything, I got everything. <laughs> I cannot complain, I could die. I don't even know how much I really made. I forgot. It's a lot. Fuck that. Never mind what I got. And his wife be like, Kevin, come to bed. He'd be like, ho, shut the fuck up. I got way too much. 
<laughs> you know how much money you have to have to tell a girl to shut the fuck up? I have quiet please money at best. Yeah, right, dude. I'd have to take a loan out for shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, that's Jay-Z money. And Beyonce got, no, you shut the fuck up. That's awesome, dude. Great that's freaking sick. clip, dude. Oh. Dave Chappelle always brings it on Stand Up Saturday. Oh, Stand Up Saturday. I'm starting to like Stand Up Saturday. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Hey, but it was funny about kind of the stuff you were saying about business, like, just to get back into that. Cause, sure. I mean, mistakes have been made by us, too. I mean, dude, we, like, when we first opened or first we started getting rolling, I was like 22, 23, just young. And I remember Jake and I were, like, at, like, blows, like, numerous times. Like when mm. we that first year, we were just in each other's face, like blaming each other oh, about, yeah, it's tough, about like, hey, we're not successful. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. You're not doing this. You're not motivated here. You're not motivated here and this and that. And then one day it just kind of like it kind of all clicked and it clicked because um, we were both on our laptops. We were at a 630 p.m. class that we, you know, have every single day and nobody came. And we were, of course, just blaming. And it's 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 fun to think about it now because it's like that's one of our biggest classes of the of the day every single day and it's ironic now looking at it but we were both on our laptops and i was just like fucking fuck him this is his fucking fuck. and he was doing the same over on the couch like fuck him and i walk <laughs> over to get some water from our water fountain and i look at the website he was looking at and it was a website saying what do you do when you want to declare bankruptcy yeah this was on jake's computer Ooh, yeah and the funniest thing was I was looking at the same exact website before I had gotten up to go get some water. I had the same exact website up and we just both started like laughing. I think we like hugged each other and we both were like, dude, if we fucking go out, we're going to go out on our terms and kind of do everything the way we want to do it and stop like worrying like, oh, this person says we should do this and this person wants us to do this. And there's a lot of like people in your ear when you own your own business, especially when you're young and new to the new to the game like mm -hmm. you're like dude i'll do anything to get fucking clients and and this and that and now when we look at where we're at you know it's sometimes easy to get caught up in in where you're at now but you got to remember those days where you know everything tasted like dirt and, and i i don't forget those days i know i'm sure you don't either and it's mm -hmm. just it's easy to think about a lot of stuff back then when it was not easy it wasn't sunshine and rainbows you were waking up like is my fucking girlfriend at the time gonna leave me but you know now we're married and expecting our first child but you know it's it's not always those sunshine and rainbows yeah i'm, I'm glad she didn't leave you either um <laughs> yeah me too yeah, yeah we me were, too we were all wondering there not just you no. yeah yeah i'd I'm be living kidding. with jake the rest of my life <laughs> mm. no you. uh the, yeah one of the toughest things is uh yeah people definitely you, you don't see it from the outside the sacrifices you end up making yeah um you know, personal sacrifices, monetary sacrifices, t uh, your time, uh, how that affects your family. Yep. Pe people don't see that a lot of times whenever they see big numbers. Like you guys uh, are seeing big membership numbers at the gym, good attendance at the gym, uh, promising new beginner classes and fun things that competition, stuff that gets your members excited. For sure. But we have stuff like that too. We have big contracts and stuff like that. And it's like people don't remember, you know. I used to ride around in a truck by myself picking up, you know, mailboxes and trying to straighten up street signs and 
trying to bring donuts and flyers to every office in town and, and begging people for an opportunity. And now that the calls just come in and now that the emails come in all the time, uh, people always are, you know, Oh man, Oh yeah. Having a bit, I'm thinking of starting a business. It's like, yeah, well, you know, right now you have a steady income. Mm-hmm. You would have to cancel that to start this. So do you right now have the income to replace that with this? Do you have backup income? If this guy that he's going to help you out is that if that guy leaves, are you, are you, are you screwed or you got something going on? Like people, people don't remember, you know, I was excited and green eyed about it. You know, when I met you guys and uh, I think I still am to some level, but you know, it's like you see people and not, not the same example, but you see people like come back from war, you know, or stuff. And it's like, they have a different look in their eyes. It's like owning your own business beats you down. A hundred percent. Like every day I wake up going, how am I going to get beat down today? And I'm, all, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a lot better. I'm a lot better at taking a beat down today than I was five years ago. I can You're tell totally you. Right, dude, yeah, you man. Know? Like what the fuck's going to uh, go wrong today? What are we going to have to deal with? I mean, when we first opened up, Jake, what would you say? Like there were three other CrossFit gyms that opened up in the area around the same time. Yeah, as we it was did. rough. And I mean, I think we're the, I remember, I, and not to go up, but I remember even yeah, yeah. I broke down when, uh, when Corona happened, we got shut down because yeah. literally that was something completely out of our control. Yeah. And like, right. I like broke down one day after you left. I was like, just like I skied like the ski, the skier, like as hard as I fucking could. It's just cause I was like dead. And then I dropped down and just started like, just let it all out, dude. Cause it was rough and something like that. You don't know what's going to happen. At least in our business, it's people facing it's, it's client service. So we could have been fucking done. Right. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then there's no income coming in. And yeah, there's programs and whatever and stuff. But it's like, dude, everything you work for could be acts just like that. So it's a tough life that a lot of those people face. And I I know it's still challenging in different states and people are still, you know, this and that. But definitely, yeah, we're very, you know, we're fortunate. We're very fortunate. Whatever. But I'm, it's it's tough life sometimes, you know. And there's benefits. But yeah, I was I was super glad to see you guys kind of crank through and come come out of that stronger. I agree. I think mm-hmm. I did the same too. Like uh, it was, it was an odd thing where everybody was real, you know, I'm in the construction market and went, Oh no, you know, everything's shut down. People aren't going to buy homes. People aren't <laughs> going to move here. People aren't going to this, that, you know, all, all your stuff is on new construction. How are you going to, you know, handle this? And man, I had contractors tell me they wanted discounts on contracts and how are we supposed to sell a home and how are we supposed to, I'm looking at everything going, dude, we are, we are cranking right now. Yeah. Like we're very blessed in our area. Uh, we're, I think that's a big thing people need to remember sometimes is like, just things are going to be out of your control, but just trust the process, right? Yep, 100%. Just trust you the got process. To. Just work. Just keep working and grinding. And that's it. why I think, I think for us, it's like what we got into was our passion. Like, you know, we would do it even if we didn't get paid like their days. I'm like, I can't believe, you know, I, I would I do get, this anyways. Yeah. I do this for free. But I think having that, something that you're passionate about, or you appreciate or you like mm-hmm. connect to is so important, you know, and you at least cause that saves you yeah. through the tough times because you're like, all right, just trust the process and you believe in that process just on a really deep level. Right. So it, it really brings that, you know, to fruition. Well, and no, nobody's going to want it for you. No. Yeah. No, 100%. More than you, no one right? wants it more than you dude. So it's easy to have a lot of haters all the time. Like, you know, our fair weather friends or people that, that say they really care. But at the end of the day, like, it's yeah. your family, it's your life, it's your business, it's your career, it's your sacrifice. Like no, nobody else is going to put in that effort, care like you do, yeah. go without to make sure it, it happens like you do. Like 
people don't see that sometimes. And it's like, sometimes it's, it's even better. Like I like that people don't see that. Like that's like for me sometimes, like Mm -hmm. the, the stuff I go through, my wife and I see it, no one else sees that. And so it's like, you know what? I would rather, you know, sometimes it's tough to make payroll. Maybe me and her have to pull out of our own account and make sure payroll happens. Like that's for us to know that we, we sacrifice this week to make sure that this thing keeps moving forward. Mm -hmm. Like we remember those moments. Those those aren't public moments, but those are like our moments that we're like, Hey, you know what? Like we're, we're grinding here. And when you guys were out and, and waiting and sitting on the sideline, wondering when things are open and things look bleak and you had all this upward trajectory and what are you going to do? 2020 could have been a a breakout year for you guys. And what do you know? It still is a breakout year. Yeah, you're trust right. the process. Trust like, it, dude. Just keep work. going in. Yeah, and it's just that's it's like amazing. such a good yeah, such a good way to putting it, dude. It and is. You kind of bring it up to me. We talk about it a lot. You you're kind of the mindset of you should have multiple like, and I know a lot of people yeah. in their head like are like they're gonna hear this and be like, dude, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Because <laughs> that's what I thought when I first heard. It. I'm like, oh, dude, what yeah. the fuck is he talking about? But you talk about you should have multiple revenue streams. Yes, coming in in your life in in multiple different ways and there's different ways to get that whether it be you know your your set job you own a business you know what i mean you have a 401k you have an investment account you have you are a a landlord this or that you own a building can you speak to that a little bit sure yeah so yeah i I hope i don't sound like a crazy person or like a conspiracy theorist but like the main idea is is if you in your life start your day, start your week, you work your 40, you you go to your weekend, the weekend's for you. That's your week every week. Well, guess what? At the end of life, it's going to look like 99% of everyone else that does that. That 1% of people that is where we see on TV or on the gram where you're checking out celebs and this person's got a yacht and this person has their summer house or this person you know, owns this company or does this big thing or, oh man, they're fishing. Like I always see them on Instagram fishing during the week. Can you believe that? Like how, how did they get there? And then you get haters and stuff like that. It's like, well, the reality is those people have found a way to do more in a week than you have. So if that means that they started a side business, if that means they Uber at night, if that means they have a part-time job, if that means that they have Acorns app and uh, every time they make a purchase, 50 cents or a dollar goes into a, a, a savings account. If that means that they're part of like a, a group that does investments, if that means they own real estate or a lot or a, a commercial building or, or whatever it is, they are finding ways to do more in that week than you are. And they will end up ahead at the end of the race the and through line, the yeah, race, man. then you will. And, and, and if you think that way, you realize like I could do that. I could do that. And, and so, uh, real quick, I'll, sh- I'll share with you. Oh, this, keep going, th- yeah, keep this going. is something like anybody could do. So me and a few friends were like, you know what? We have a lot of contacts, like a lot of business contacts. So my business, their businesses, uh, and, and you can't be close to everybody. So if I have four or five people I'm really close with and they have four or five people and they, well, now we have 20 people that collectively we're close with. And so if, uh, if we're able to provide a service for these people at, uh, you know, a good price and a good thing, like, you know, and they're in business and we're in business and, and we're able to impress their constituents with, with our service, then 
why wouldn't we get a shot at it, right? Mm-hmm. So if if we're able to do something that, you know, I can't alone handle another business. Mm-hmm. But as a team, we could. As a team, we could bear that burden. And some people go, well, if I'm not going to make, you know, hundred six figures a year. So everyone says six figures. A year. If I'm not going to make six figures a year, it's not worth my time. It's like, right. But if you had an extra 20 to 30,000 a year, imagine that too. for not that much effort. And you're not the, you're not out there alone. Like, would it be worth it to you? Yeah. It'd be sure. worth it to me. If you could duplicate that effort a few times over in a few different ways and in different capacities, would that be worth it to you? That is what revenue streaming is. So it's like you, you have a day job, pick a day job that you don't hate. I don't hate my day job. I wake up every day going, you know what? I have the greatest job. Let me go talk to this person. I'm, you know, maybe I have a wheel on a stick and I go measure a building. Maybe I take a picture of some building or, or some complex or something like that and write up an estimate and turn it in and, let the person know that I'm on top of their work. That's easy for me. I love that. I could do that in no stress. That allows me to have a lot of energy to do a bunch of other things. Fuck so it's yeah. like, why, why limit myself? Mm. So God, if, that fires me up, dude. It should. If you're, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I have a full-time part-time job. I have a decent career, but when I get home, I watch, um, Netflix. Netflix. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm addicted to Yellowstone. I'm addicted to Game of Thrones. I'm addicted to whatever the, the, the new show is. Or, or yeah. I go home and I'm in my phone. I, I got to check after I check all my social medias and then I check this and then, you know, I'm learning the new TikTok dance and I'm doing this <laughs> and that. It's like, guess what? You, you, it's good to do that. You got to do that. But if you have three hours of your time, I mean, I talk to people that do Uber and they just go hang out by the airport after work a couple hours every day. And they make like a couple hundred bucks. So I'm like, okay, so if you just Ubered a couple of hours a day after work, you could literally have an extra thousand dollars in income every week. So what would that look like? Would that look like 52,000 a year? That's what it seems like to me. Sounds like it. So you, I mean, 52,000 a year, what could you do with that? Could you pay off your house? Could you buy an investment property? Could you have a nicer car? Could you live a better lifestyle? Could you do the things you want to do? And who knows what you're doing? You do. It's your time. You got to make your money or, or you don't, right? It's your sacrifice or it's not. Uh, that's a good way of putting it though. It's your time. You can make the money or you don't. Like that's the thing. Like you have the opportunity, you have the choice to make. But like you said, kind of in the beginning of the podcast, you have to want it. Like nobody's going to want it for you. Nobody's going to give you the, you know, the keys to the fucking whatever Lamborghini or Audi R8 or shit like that, dude, you have to go want it and have to go get it for yourself. Yeah. Dude, what a fucking episode. Oh yeah, dude. What an effing episode. This is great stuff. Nick, is there anything else you'd like to promote or anything like that, brother? Ooh. Um, talk dude. Yeah, sure. So, uh, If any of you out there are business owners, there's a uh, competition coming up for CrossFit called uh, the Bloodline <laughs> Brawl. That's right. And, uh, you know, I would highly recommend uh, supporting things that, that you believe in. So mm-hmm. if, you, uh, if you believe in CrossFit activities and functional fitness and you want to see it done on a competition level locally, 
I would highly recommend that. If you want January 23rd, January 23rd, if you want to dig deeper, you know, listen to podcasts that do that. I, I listen to one called marketing savage all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Zach and I talk a lot about Gary V yep. Gary mm-hmm. Vanderchuk. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of people out there that shoot straight with you, give you a real idea of what, um, going to the next level as far as, um, you know, promoting your, your career, your life, your, tra- your track, your trajectory and doing things that are fulfilling. Cause it's not about money. Money comes and goes, it comes and goes. And, but the reality is, you know, doing something that is fulfilling that you enjoy, it's a process. You have to love the process. And so, um, anytime you guys want to get a hold of me, I'm always available. Maybe these guys will, will put my info in the deets or something and i'd be happy happy to to, to do it you know anybody want to chat grab coffee and talk uh talk business or ideas and strategies i'd I'd make myself available ladies and gentlemen business guru wow soon to be business mentor next level nick Nick miller Miller. next level strats ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode of stand-up saturday and the no days off podcast Catch us next time. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find them and follow us on Instagram at No Days Off Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is like a week of podcast heaven on no days off. NFL pickums yesterday. Mather interview on Wednesday. Dude, we're just, this is just another day in the life, man. Wow. Another day in another, the life. Another day in the life, dude. Revenue streamed. Coming Ooh, soon. Coming soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. See ya. <laughs>